welcome everyone to after a long time now football after dark i guess now permanent quarantine edition it's just not ending and for the first time on video on what i hope he's going to upload to youtube and we will see how that goes wait this is actually going to be videoed if you guys want to i don't have to oh no We've come this far. I can't. I can't turn around. Yeah, I mean, like, minus. I mean, like, not a lot of people seeing our beautiful faces. I don't think. You know, I think it's pretty. Now we're neat. just and four hopefully... indistinct, four indistinct white males. Yeah. Well, hopefully, it'll be like YouTube.com/slash/FadPod or something. I'll figure that out when I get to it. I haven't made a YouTube account yet. Oh my god. Okay. Today, I am joined by number one Chiefs fan, Matt Dustman, looking real good. There it is. Show it off. <laughs> Hell yeah, baby. Yeah, my screen, you're pointing at the wrong person because my format's different. On my screen, I'm pointing at the right person. Yeah. And mine, you're pointing at That's nothing. right here to me. <laughs> That's where he is to me as well. On, this on is the, me poking video, Kuiper. Yeah, it, it, it's complete opposite <laughs> on my end. Also joined by professional sports broadcaster and now professional stat guy, pro football focus, Hey Kuiper. Hi, that's me. Yes, I do work for Pro Football Focus now, as like a janitor. But yeah. hey, it works. It's been, been got to start somewhere, buddy. That's true. It's it's pretty like it's pretty fucked up, and it's pretty cool. So, and then finally, rounding out the crew, shopping. the man whose face is diametrically closest to his camera, <laughs> Corey Clevitz. What's up? Is hey, Corey right, up, right above me? He is, yes, he's he right is above actually, you. Yeah, you really got it. All right, cool. Yeah, the, only thing, um, the only thing that's different is I think you and Matt are flipped on my screen. I'm staring at my spreadsheet because I'm trying to do something different with it. Uh-oh, changing something. Yeah, we just went over our uh, fantasy football spreadsheets over on the Deep Cut. You gotta pay for that shit. Yeah, pay for that. You gotta pay to see our fucking secrets. Go to patreon.com slash FDPOD. Give us some fucking cash! <laughs> And you can see that shit. For two months, and now we want you to give us money. See, when I slam my table now, the camera will shake. You guys can really get the effect from it, because I slam my table all the goddamn time when I'm talking. It's the old, like, like Matt- Bernie meme. I'm now asking for your financial contributions or whatever. I'm once again asking for your support. <laughs> I was going to say, we're killing our own meme of for, uh, for you audio listeners, which is all of you. Not all of you anymore, I guess. I guess. I guess now that we're going to be video boys. A few audio lists, which is some of you, is what we can say now. It's just going to be angry. Angry is going to be the only one that watches. I think people okay. watch the video. I think. I think. You know, it just it get, puts us on a new platform. I hope someone like gives us some nasty comments. I want to. I want to. I want to battle some hate comments. Oh, dude, yeah, let's fuck them up. Fuck those guys. Matt's I'll fight get into a, a YouTube comment beef with somebody. Well, yeah, you start some beef and you get big. We still haven't started like good beef yet. We haven't found good beef to start, really. I mean, no, we have beef. Dude, last year, There's I beef. said I wanted to start beef with uh, Barstool Sports. Because I hate them. I mean, yeah, true. They do suck. I don't have an opinion on them anymore. Now, now Corey's head is diametrically the furthest away from his camera. <laughs> I love it. So, uh, where the way do we keep refunded? What, you, what the fuck are you doing here, kid? The way it looked because you sunk back, Corey, it made your head look really tiny in the camera. It was fucking great. <laughs> oh, the lettuce was out of stock. You're not getting lettuce. Oh, dude, no. What the fuck? Lettuce? Of all things. Lettuce. You gotta get spinach instead. Spinach is 
the move. Spinach is it's dope. the replacement. Fresh spinach. I would say it's the replacement for lettuce. Fresh spinach. We have a so whole where, lot to go over today. Yeah, I was going to say, where do we want to start? I mean, um, I feel like there's there's some shit that is pretty, is, is like such old news now that we can't really talk about it because it's so old news. But like the season I mean, not happening. The season's still happening somehow. We're getting there somehow. I don't know how long it'll last, but we are getting football. It'll be a whole season. We're going to get the whole season. I'm not like they've come this far. They're not going to stop it. Like almost guaranteed. They're not going to stop it. Depends on how many people catch COVID. They stopped the XFL. Baseball caught it and they didn't stop. The XFL didn't have money, but the rock bought it. So now the XFL is going to do great. Now the XFL has fucking money. (laughs) Yeah, the rock bought. Yeah, that's the biggest news that's happened in the football world in the last two months is that Dwayne, the rock Johnson bought the XFL. Well, I mean, there's other football, like how about a month ago, Kansas City had $117 in cap space. And since then, they signed Patrick Mahomes to a 10-year deal, Chris Jones to an extension, Travis Kelsey to an extension. Sammy, no, Sammy didn't. Sammy Watkins took a pay cut. And then we cut Dustin Colquitt. Here's the thing. You want to know why? Hmm. Because they're all just like, fuck it. We're just going to win another Super Bowl. Who cares? Like, I don't care. They took a whole bunch of like weird, unorthodox contracts where it's like all their money is like, like this year Travis Kelsey's gonna make like twenty seven million dollars, and then the next year he's gonna make like five hundred thousand dollars, and then like Chris Jones is gonna make like eighteen million, and then the next year he's gonna make like twenty cents. Like that's how all their deals got structured. That way, like it's just like staggered pay, basically. The 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 uh, successful version of what the Rams tried to do. Well, we don't know if it's successful yet. We don't. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we'll, we'll have I to see. Spend, I, I could spend two hours just bitching about the Rams if I really wanted to, because they're such a good look. What a they're not, weird story even like like you think about that like we're gonna talk about the rams like historically as a team when the mcveigh era ends in like i don't know like 10 years or whatever it's gonna be such an awkward story to talk about so many like strange things happened they they decided to execute like they're contracting and it it really buried the fuck out of them didn't it Speaking of important news that came out today, uh, today was the Falcons, the Atlanta Falcons first padded practice. Guess who was not in pads today? Who? Odd. Oh, wait, they, talk, really, they already talked about him being on the injury report, if I remember yep. correctly. Oh, first my day God. Pads after what? A month of training camp? Almost. Todd Gurley's the power, I mean, Todd that's the, on the sideline in shorts. I mean, that's the power of arthritis. <laughs> Dude, it's the power of arthritis. I keep trying to tell people. The power of arthritis, man. He should have went to Miami. Should have made the fat pod boys right. Can, can, uh, not, not to like wax poetic, but like, can I talk about how I picked the Miami Dolphins to win the AFC East? Oh, dude, fuck yeah, that's hype. I haven't, I haven't even worked on mine. Maybe we should play a fun game where I go over it. It took me okay. So my projection, obviously, like I took way more time on it than I did la- like any other year because, like, 
COVID, right? Like right. there's a lot more you need to think about. And um, I don't know, man. Like I think everybody, I don't know. I know, I know Corey is in on it with me. I think Matt might be on it with me. I don't know, Justin, if you are, but like I'm like conducting the Buffalo bills are regressing train. Like I the, don't, their head coach just got the big E extension. The, yeah, I know, but I don't think they're going to be good this year. I think they're going to regress like super hard. Why, why is that? Tell, tell me all about it, buddy. What because, your, uh... So let me tell you a story about the Jacksonville Jaguars with Blake Bortles. And <laughs> let me also tell you the story about Mitch Trubisky and the Chicago Bears. And the fact that all three of these teams are literally exactly the same. They're all the same. They are a a kind of out of the nowhere, like surprise team that ends up being really good, mostly led by their defense. They have a quarterback that's a better runner than a thrower. They have skill position people that are like not terrible, but they're like, yeah, these these guys can play. Yeah, they're pretty good. And they overachieve and they make the playoffs and some of them go deep in the playoffs. And then the following year with things changing within the division teams or analysts go like, oh, man, that team's surefire to to make the playoffs and to win the division. And Jacksonville didn't. Chicago didn't. Buffalo's not going to either. I think Josh Allen's a better quarterback than Trubisky and Bortles. Yep. But if you like, he has more potential. If you think about it, Bill's got a four game swing being able to play against Miami and the Jets the past two years. Mm hmm. That's, and they've got like what? Have they passed nine wins in any of those seasons? Uh, They might this year. I don't know. No, because I mean, Miami's winning the division. If one one of those teams gets good, then that's Miami. Two less games. Yeah. Miami got really good in the offseason. Miami got really good. What what quarterback do you think is playing for Miami? It's Tua by the looks of it. Poor Rosen. I remember when we had high hopes for that kid. Dude, like... I think I think that Josh Rosen was just like a bad scenario. I feel like with the right team, he really actually could have been good. Who like Josh Rosen? Been, yeah, I, I really yeah. do think so still. And the, they just like he was just an unfortunate victim of circumstance. And yeah. if he went to the LA Wildcats, he would have been great. <laughs> Damn. You know what Josh Rosen is? Josh Rosen is what would have happened to Jared Goff if Jared Goff didn't get Sean McVay. Yep, that's fair. Hundred percent. He's literally a West Coast quarterback that's really good when you per- give him protection and you scheme things up for him because he can make any throw, right? Like Jared Goff can make any throw that you ask him to. You just need to give him protection and you need to scheme things for him. Yeah. Josh Rosen just has not gotten that. Like, no, that's he, what, he's had that's nothing what near to first round quarterbacks that don't get like the help that they need basically like if Sean McVay had not gone to LA that would have happened to Jared Goff maybe not as quick because he was a number one overall pick but it would have eventually happened like he would have ended up on some other team but like now in Sean McVay's system he can thrive 
because it's well <laughs> maybe he won't thrive this year because of the decisions they've made where they're just like we're just not gonna take players in the first round we're just never gonna do that well you know because they needed to pay their big defensive stars that totally worked out for them sure. on their run back to the super bowl after losing we're just gonna let our offensive line just degrade so badly well yeah because jared goff's good he doesn't need an offensive line wasn't as- one of us last year pointed it out like i think it might have been Corey. we're like halfway through last year Corey was like guys this offensive line sucks yeah and like there's just nothing jared goff can do about it jared goff has a fantastic deep ball but he like in when you have a quarterback that's so like when their strongest feature is their deep ball you need to get them the protection to be able to achieve that goff barely had it last year and like, sure, and he doesn't have the and he and Goff doesn't have the athleticism of a Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson can afford to be the quarterback that holds the ball longer than any other quarterback. Because he's take so a athletic, he's so fucking yep. athletic that he could just get away yep. from bullshit. It's it's the same thing as the Russell Wilson scenario, where he will be able to let that shit run loose because oh. he'll fucking never get hit anyway. You have to refer to him as Mister Unlimited now. Look at the cat. That, is that a cat. pancake? No, that's not pancake. That's oh. that's my brother's cat, uh, uh, Colby. That's not pancakes l- later. Pancakes later. Pan- pancakes out at my girlfriend's place. That's right. That's right. Yeah, pancakes much yeah. later too. Much later. For yeah, look at that, look at that cake Aww. in your basket. Yeah. Doing a it big was... lay. What a cutie. My cat's um... not in the room. Probably mad that because. Wow. How did we get? On, how did we get on the topic of the Rams? We've been talking about the Rams. Okay. Because you made them. Yeah, you're talking oh, about just like you're talking about just how uh, how fucking crazy it is that they've done this to themselves. I don't. I certainly don't hate the Rams as much as I hate the Texans. Well, yeah. Uh, I can't like. I've always rooted against Watson just because I hate Bill O'Brien, and I feel bad about it now because I want to like Watson, but I can't as long as Bill O'Brien's the head coach. Really interesting point, Corey's guitar, which is the only thing in frame. <laughs> elbow. Wait, there's elbow. Corey, we see the edge of his glasses. Elbow. Corey's arm is giving us a great talk about the, the Texans. So, okay, so Corey, that's yeah. the thing. Bill O'Brien you, is ruining that franchise. One hundred percent. Full stop. Oh yeah. Are you are you implying, Corey, that if Deshaun Watson was on another team, you could like him? Uh, it depends on what team, I guess. Um, if he was on um, the Washington football team. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, but that's Alex Smith. He's got to win comeback player of the year now. He's already won it. The he's already won it. The fact over. that he showed up to practice in fucking pads already gave him comeback player of the year. I don't care if he, I don't care if he doesn't see a fucking snap in an NFL game. The fact that he was able to come back and be on the fucking roster this year. He got activated off the pup list. He's Wait, playing. That's, that's fucking crazy. Is he going to start, you think? I, he's better than Dwayne Haskins, yeah. Ron, so I know we were just talking about the Texans, right? And, you know, Matt and I did our normal thing where we, like... Look, we, there it is. Look, we, this is what you got to find. Ghost pepper steak sauce. You got to find this shit. That sounds awesome. That looks awesome. Matt and I do our thing where we... we, re, where we uh, you know, buy Warren Sharp's book and we read it two times. Well, I read it twice. But I read it once and then occasionally every couple of days or so skim through it on another team and re- reread here's, stuff. 
Here's here's something about the Texans and and DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, you ready for this? So, mind you, let's just remember that the Houston Texans traded DeAndre Hopkins basically because Bill O'Brien didn't like him. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Wasn't that one of his last efforts as GM? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um. So last year, uh, the Houston Texans trailed at halftime, okay, in nine games. Okay? Yeah. They won four, which is fucking absurd. Um, because on average, you only win, like, I think it's like like 20% of the time if you're trailing at halftime. That sounds about right. So in the games that the Texans won... While trailing at halftime. Okay. So in those four games, right? Mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins accounted for 28 first downs. When targeted, he had 10.6 yards per attempt. He had three touchdowns. And his success rate when targeted was 66%. Gotta cut him. It's not good enough. In the games they won. Oh, fuck. That's what happened. He accounted for 28 first downs. Is that were those stats just from the second half though, or is that from the entirety of the game? No, no, no. That's just in the second halves of the games that they won. He's like instrumental in their comebacks. Yeah, so he's instrumental in their comebacks, and he's just gone. Yeah. So basically, like, it, oh man, are we trailing at halftime? Let's throw the ball to DeAndre Hopkins a bunch. Which makes sense because he's one of the best receivers in the league. I still think he's probably second. Yeah, I, I would say so. Yeah. Outside of uh, Michael Thomas. You know, your boy. Michael Thomas, yeah. number one. Corey, did you read that article I posted in, in the Fad Pod group chat about. Um, oh. Steeper's good, or if it's just his system? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I read it expecting, like, it was just going to be shitting on Michael Thomas, but it was they were still like, yeah, Michael Thomas is pretty good. Yeah, it's the exact opposite. Sure. Michael Thomas is pretty good. It happens. What's all right? I, I saw an article headline on the Athletic today, but it was I don't have my Athletic subscription anymore, and it was called "I Love Lucy." What? It was called "I Love Lucy," and it was talking about I guess it was talking about the Lucy route that a lot of players are running now. What's the Lucy route? Route? I bet you it's some version of a wheel route or something. I, I have, I've never heard of that before. I haven't the faintest idea. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Look at that dinner. Mm, it's, just, it's just meat. Dinner. What's oh, he didn't even buy my soda. Instacart sucks, y'all. Oh, man. I, I had a good Instacart the one time I used it. It was all right. It worked. Out, got my stuff. Paid a way too much money for it, but that's what happens when you get shit delivered to you. Hey, well, I guess it's a little bit expensive, but I bought like I don't know. It's actually decently priced. Maybe it's just worse in this area. I don't know. It could be a big city, big city uh, privilege. Right. Michael Thomas runs it a ton. You know what it is? What? The Lucy route? No, I'm trying to find it, and I can't find it. I can't find it. 
I wonder if it has to do with Lucy pulling the football out from Charlie Brown. If it's like a reference to that. I think it does. I think because everything I find, it, it's in reference to that. It's in reference to the, the Lucy pulling the football out. So I guess that would mean it's like almost like a wheel route, I guess. But it can't be because Michael Thomas doesn't, doesn't run wheels, really. He doesn't run wheel routes. Yeah. I guess Jamar Chase runs it a lot, too. Yeah, I don't I want, know. Dude, you don't understand. I watched a lot, like the past like two months when we've been going through like a lot of our uh, like preseason training shit. I've watched so much Jamar Chase. Like, it, I don't know why. It's just like all the time. It's like Clemson and LSU games is what we've been watching, and um, like Jamar Chase just. On. Bodying people is just like amazing to watch. Oh, That's why I'm so low on AJ Terrell in in this rookie class because AJ Terrell went up against two <coughs> like pro style, like pro level NFL ready wide receivers in college. One of them was Jerry Judy, and the other was Jamar Chase. <coughs> Both of them. Sorry. Absolutely roasted AJ Terrell. Oh, really? Yes. Like Jerry Judy and Jamar Chase just abused AJ Terrell in like one on one matchups. Like it wasn't like they were not throwing the ball at him. Like they were just funneling the football to Jerry Judy and AJ and, and Jamar Chase. And AJ Terrell could just not stop them. Like just couldn't right. stop either of them. I have. I have some speculation. Okay. There's an article in the one of the paragraphs I'm allowed to read in this article before the paywall goes up. It says, as the ball was snapped, Jamar Chase, LSU star wide up, did what appeared to be some version of a 1990s Bobby Brown dance step to beat breast coverage, triggering howls in the room. So what it sounds like is there may be acting like they're going to be run blocking and then they just fucking rip off instead. Oh, so they're like, like, a, so they're like setting up a pick play. Like, yeah. They're yeah, like barking like, you up and then they just like take off basically. Yeah. That would fit that analogy, I guess. Okay. Right. Like you're, but that's ripping the play out from underneath them. Obviously, it has to be a slant route, right? Oh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> a slant or a go route or something like that. No, that, that article I shared the with slant. Corey, or I shared it with the group, but I mainly put it there so Corey can read it. Um, it was basically like, yeah, Michael Thomas runs a lot of slants. He's really fucking good at it. Yeah. Like, he's insanely good at it. Like, we, I think we've said this, like... Throwing ball to him is astronomically higher than other players. Yeah, well, yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, we, we probably have said this a hundred times on the podcast now, but like you, you can't use that as a drag against Michael Thomas. In fact, it's probably more impressive because anybody who lines up against him, like, oh, he's going to run a slant, you could try to cover for it, and then he burns you still every fucking time. Do you want to know the least sticky thing that there is in the NFL when it comes to like receiver, uh, like projecting receiver numbers? Mm. It's contested catch rate. Oh yeah, because having a having a regularly high contested catch rate is super fucking hard to do. Right, and Michael Thomas's contested catch rate is like 
wild. Like it's like up there with I think some of the highest in the league so far. Can't guard Mike, dude. He yeah. does guard Mike. He does these secret hand exercises that he won't let anybody know about. And wait, 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 wait. Really? Yeah. Like they're like they've talked to like everybody keeps asking him like what's your hand workout and he won't tell them he's like it's hand yoga there's nothing about hand yoga anywhere <laughs> hand yoga fuck yeah dude yoga? Keep, keep doing your fucking hand yoga michael he Thomas. practices that he practices that like b-boy like hand dancing thing where they whatever they do <laughs> he does he has the light up finger glove yeah right <laughs> stands in the dark room in the mirror and just oh no he works on his flexibility so he can uh, grip them balls. No, don't no. say it. Okay. No, gripping them. Oh. So, uh, all right, guys, I gotta go. My uh, first win of the game uh, quest is up in league. Don't you fucking oh, yeah. dare! Don't you dare abandon us for League of Fucking Legends! I'll have a conniption. We talked about Michael Thomas. That's the only thing there is to talk about. So no, fun. you need to talk about how you did your fantasy thing because I think it's fascinating. Oh, now, uh, every year I play fantasy football. I get this. I read this article at the beginning of the season that talks somebody up and be like, "Oh, this person's going to be really good next season." And then in my head, I just buff them up even more, and they're just going to be like this great shit. He's, they're going to be the shit next season. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, I'm going to get this person. I'm going to be better than everybody in the league. And then surprisingly, that never happens. Who is it this year, Corey? It's, there is nobody this year. That's, I did not read a single fantasy football article about sleepers or people man going in blind or anything. I'm totally, I just, I went through. Every player, every skill position player that's played the past three seasons took their fantasy numbers from the year, averaged them together. So it had a single number of the average number of fantasy points they scored the year, divided it by the average number of games they played, and then that became their points per game that they were average points per game. I then color-coded them and then put them put them next to their average draft position and then I sorted it by average draft position. So then I have a color-coded list of all the value players based on points per game in fantasy football for this season. So your list is the mathematically correct one. Right. Obviously, this this list doesn't include any rookies because we don't have, they've never taken a snap. I'm just going to, if a rookie's amazing this year, I'm just going to miss out on it. Sucks to be me, you know? There's only a few, like. I think there's just a few. You got like slight like, handful of rookies you might want to draft. Joe Burrow might be good. And Jerry Judy probably could be. Um, 
There are at least four running backs that are going to be good. You really? You think so? Yes. One at one point was being drafted right after Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley for some ungodly reason. Who? There was there was a there was a there was a brief amount of time that Clyde Edwards Hilaire was the third overall pick. Really? Yeah, I'm seeing him go in like in average draft position, I'm seeing him like the fifth, sixth running back off the board. Ow. I didn't expect that actually. I haven't I haven't looked at I actually have not looked at any like fantasy spreadsheets. Like you you guys' the spreadsheets we've looked at in the deep cut are the first spreadsheets I've actually looked at all year. Although my own research is done off of like base stats and stuff like that. I haven't looked at anything from a fantasy perspective. Which is probably a bad idea. But I did it anyway, and it's usually how I do it, and it turns out okay. I mean I won a championship last year. So like eh. It means I mean, you don't take any Hilaire. bias in, you know? Clyde Edwards Hilaire is like like in the best situation possible, right? You so think, right? I think he's going to be really good. I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be good. Really like Jonathan Taylor. Um, apparently he was like, no, I'm still here. We lost um, your video. Apparently he was like destroying people at uh, Colts camp today. Really? Oh yeah. Apparently he was just mm-hmm. annihilating people at camp. Um, I think Cam Akers will actually be pretty good. Um, listen. All right, listen. Listen, are you listening? Yeah. Remember last year when everybody was like, David Montgomery's going to be the fucking shit this year? Like, there's no question about it. David Montgomery's going to be like a thousand yard runner his rookie season. He was a thousand yard runner. No, he wasn't. I'm pretty sure he got a thousand yards. Did he get a thousand yards? Research time. He might have got a thousand scrimmage yards. He might have not have got a thousand rushing yards. He had eight hundred yards. Twenty nineteen. Okay. Eight hundred and eighty nine yards. Okay. Before you way faster because I typed twenty twenty instead of twenty eighteen. I'm losing my mind. COVID is destroying my brain. I just put in David Montgomery. I wasn't buying the David Montgomery hype. But what I'm saying is every year, like, people are like, these rookies are going to be fantastic, and then you overpay for them. Yeah, the only one, the only one recent memory of first talking about so super worked out was, like, knew he was going to work out, though. Zeke. Oh, yeah, Zeke, Zeke too. Yeah, Zeke the year prior. Yeah, so, like, when they're, like, that much of an elevated talent, like, those guys are, you know, like, I don't know. I mean, everyone knew Zeke was going to be good, and he's been good every year. I can't believe he's fallen in drafts to where he is. Is he like? He's still like second, right? He's like fourth or fifth. Really? Yeah, he's like the fourth or fifth running back. I kind of can't believe it personally. It's because it's because his numbers. If you actually look from year to year, he's like like very gradually gotten worse every single year, trending slightly downward. Yeah, and I think that's what it is. I think people are trying to like fade him like not a lot but they're just trying to be like like a position or two yeah like here here's the thing christian mccaffrey i don't think there's ever been a a year ever maybe every since like back like when ladanian tomlinson was breaking the touchdown record i honestly don't think there's been a year where there is a bona fide clear-cut undisputable first overall pick yeah, like, it's Christian McCaffrey, and that's it. Like, yeah. 
if you're taking Saquon Barkley before Christian McCaffrey, you are a Giants fan. <laughs> right. Yeah, Sa- um, yeah, Saquon would be number two. In- yeah, oh, that's where I have him. I don't know. Not, not according to uh, Corey's brother. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. What he, like, I don't know. You take, well, who did he take? Nick Chubb? Took no, Derek, took, uh, Derek Henry. Derek Henry. I mean, yeah. yeah, he's like, he's like, what, top five probably, right? Top five running back. Right, no. I mean, like, I do, like you, do, you, do you think his workload goes down this year? Is that, is that what that you're skeptical about? It's not that it's just his workload. There's two, things going, there's two things going against Derrick Henry this year. One, he was, like, on, like, his level of efficiency last year was, like, insane. Like, there's just no way that well, he's going to be able to make. Yeah, but now he has 16 games with a fullback. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but he also only has, like, 26 career receptions. Yeah, but he evidently he also, doesn't need him. He so also, he's very completely, very he also completely changed the way he ran last season, too. Yeah, I'm not saying that he didn't make, like, strides to actually be what everybody thought he was going to be. I'm just saying, like, he's still very, very limited in, like, the pass-catching element of things. Whereas a lot of those other guys aren't. So it yeah. basically comes down to like, okay, so like McCaffrey and Barkley and Zeke and Kamara are like far and beyond. Oh, no. Hey, say hi to Josh. We're recording right now. What's up, buddy? God damn it, Josh. Did he set I know up I'm a putting dairy groceries thing? away, can but I, how dare you? Can, you? can I come back later? Just go. Yeah, I don't. No, you just, it's okay. Just like, I don't know. Do something with it. I, I'm, I'm recording. We're, doing, we're on video for the first time. Say hi to YouTube. Josh, you can just bring it to me instead. Just bring it to me. Yeah, drive Corey. it to Corey's house. Yeah, why not? Drive ice cream to wait. Drive ice cream to my house. What the fuck? Yeah, drive ice cream to Matt's house. Well, I'll see you in two hours. Before you. Move. <laughs> if Listen you want here. Drive you ice cream. I, you know, I, I don't have a car at the moment. I would hope that you do it as a goodness <laughs> of your heart. Josh is going to be helping me f- finish up the house tonight. But, yeah, I don't know anything about, like, the... It's like Corey's list. All right, so Corey's list that he sent me is the first list that I've had up on my computer for fantasy. And um, I might be way off this year. <laughs> we'll see. My man, won, my man won the fantasy league and said, I'm taking a year off. No, dude, like, I, but I always do this, though. I don't, like... Whenever I do my analysis for fantasy, it's not based on fantasy, ever. There are four bona fide guys that I think should be going before Derrick Henry at the position, and it's the four guys I mentioned. And then, I still think Michael Thomas... Number one receiver, easy. Just because of, like, especially in, like, PPR leagues, just his volume of receptions. Exactly. And then you have to make a choice. Do I go with Dalvin Cook, who's, Mm. like... In, like a, I don't know. I I don't like Dalvin Cook, but you have to make that choice. Like, okay, Dalvin Cook, who is way more of a well-rounded running back because he does everything. I like Dalvin Cook as a second-round running back. There's too big of an injury risk. Yep. I think if he doesn't get hurt, like like last year, he was pretty solid until week fifteen. Yep, that's the thing. He but waited, then it comes all year long until right. week fifteen, right when the playoffs rolled around. Yeah, who, wait, then, who got hurt again? What? Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. Cook. Oh, yeah, the boy. 
I don't yeah, want like him anywhere near my team. Great value when he's healthy, but like that—that's why I would push him. I don't know. That's why, like, I, I talked to Kuiper a bit, like when I earlier in the season when I was just looking at like where people were going in fantasy drafts. I don't like anybody after between like six through fourteen of ADP. Like, if I don't get one of the top four running backs from Michael Thomas, then, like, there's a bunch of, like, I'm just not interested. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's interesting because, like, that end of the first, beginning of the second round is, like, this weird conglomeration of guys who are good at their position but have massive question marks. The majority of them are running backs. Like you're right. talking about like Joe Mixon, Josh Jacobs, and Kenyon Drake, and you know, Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook and all those guys. And then you have this weird dichotomy with Devontae Adams, where it's like, okay, Devontae Adams is lit- quite literally the only warm body in the receiving room for Green Bay right now. But I think like there's there's they're receiving like that. There's potential there, but now that like, it's, now that it's, it's the same squad it was last year. Now, right, the one free agent wide receiver you got in Devin Funches opted out. Yep. So he's gone. So now you're right back to square one with Marquez Valdez Scantling and I'm I'm, I'm kind of high on Alan Lazard because he's he's pretty high on my list actually. I actually I like Alan Lazard a lot, and I hope like I hope he can. Be really good this year. I think he could be the number two on the team. Actually, he's got that value on my on my list. I think. Oh, you know what? You know what you can do if you draft it near the end of the first round, though. Near the end of the first, take Lamar Jackson. No, no, no. Kelsey. Uh, yeah, you take Kelsey and then Tyreek Hill. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're Tyreek, sure, like if you're twelve. Tyreek's the number three like, receiver. Like, if you're last. No, that's yeah, an inter- it's an interesting strategy to take Kelsey and and Tyreek because like a big reason why I don't like taking one of those guys in my leagues is because like so you take Tyreek, right? And like week one, he has like fifty points. And you're like, holy shit. But then like the next week he has you look at your phone and he has like one point eight. And you're like, why is this happening? And then you you like open up ESPN app and you look at the Kansas City box score and Travis Kelsey has 157 receiving yards and two touchdowns and you're like oh that's why yeah but they're way too consistent uh, let me find let me find their stats from last year if I can bring that wait that's NFL fantasy I want CBS um, um players that's kind of the thing though like. All offense, show me tight ends. Tyreek's starting to rack up some injuries, man. He was injured for the first four weeks last year, and that was it. No, I know that. What I'm saying is, is like, he's, it seems like every year something else happens to him. And it's a different thing, which like, you might think like, oh, well, that's good that he's getting different types of injuries. Well, it's like, well. When it's, I don't know, it's. It's more worrisome when it's like the same nagging knee injury. Well, no, it's last year, like last year, Kelsey scored single digit points three times, and that was it. He was a minimum ten points every week, even in weeks where he didn't like do a lot, a lot. But you're not taking him in the first for him to score ten points. Well, no, he he did. 
I'd say his average was around like 17 to 18 points. And if you get yeah, 18 points out of a tight end, that's insane. The past three years, he's averaged 17 points with just two points more than any other tight end. That's crazy. Crazy. Tyreek's crazy game loss from last your other year. brother did with taking Tyreke. and Kittle. Yeah. Tyreek, uh... That's, that, it's Tyreek the, is my number three receiver and is the only other uh, receiver in our league with our bonuses that scored uh, more than average 20 points or more a game. Oh, no. Tyreek's very valuable in our league with the bonuses for big touchdowns. Yeah. Absolutely. And the occasional return because sometimes I stick them back for punt returns. He's incredibly valuable. I'm not going to do that anymore. I think with him. Did you, did you guys hear the Pat McAfee show when they were talking about Tyreek Hill? He was talking to Danny Amendola. No. No, what? He said uh, when Tyreek came into the league, he was talking to one of the punters from another team after the game, and he was like, hey, man, did you play, uh, did you play against that Tyreek Hill kid yet? And Pat's like, no. And he's like, all right, so... What you want to do against Tyreek Hill is you're going to want to get the ball from the snap, turn to your coach, and kick the ball right over your coach's head. You don't want him anywhere near the football. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah the, I mean, that's pretty true. Yeah, yeah I think Tyreek's... I think like in, in, in a league like ours, have those extra points, I'd probably put him number two, right? He's the number three on mine. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, so... DeAndre, yeah. Hopkins so, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins is really interesting. Um, do you guys think his volume goes up or down? Down. We'll stay about the same. I can tell you down. Dude, I don't care how good you are. Receivers transitioning to other teams, like, they start out slow. Yeah. I, for example, I think Odo Beckham's going to have much better numbers this year. As a Brown. Yeah. Odell's a good in general. Are gonna, the Browns are in general going to be better this year. They don't have Freddie Kitchens. Is he showing up to camp this year? Mm-hmm. Yep, he's there. Is yeah, he he's though? been there the whole time. Yeah, he, Odell's been there the whole time. I don't think they're fucking around anymore in Cleveland, dude. After last year, I think it's, 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 I think it's finally go time for them. Fingers crossed. I mean, if, if they don't... Can we, can we just say this? If they don't make the playoffs this year, like they're gonna get rid of Baker. Like it depends, and I, th- I think that depends on their record. Like if, okay, if the AFC fair. gets fucked up and they still go like ten and six and somehow miss, I think they keep Baker. If he go, if they go under five hundred, they go under five hundred. Baker's gone, right? Because the GM that drafted him is no longer there. The coaches that were there when they drafted him aren't there. Yeah, so he's, no- he's on. Like, his ass is on the line. I think he knows it himself. There's no organizational pressure to keep him. Yeah. If he, Sounds like a recipe to ruin a career, boys. Oh. If he goes six or seven wins, I think he sticks around, and they just give him the fourth year and not the uh, fifth year option. Not the fifth? They just let him go for the fourth, see what happens, and then cut him after that, maybe? Start looking yeah. for a new quarterback? Yep. But there's an Ohio State quarterback coming out. Cleveland fans will be so happy. They'll get an Ohio State guy as the as the, the quarterback for the Browns. You probably won't want to go to Cleveland. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe he won't. Who knows? I, I, yeah. yeah, who knows? 
No, I think uh, Cleveland. It's almost impossible to look at their like roster and their schedule. All right, I'll be back. My uh, the tow truck guy is at my car. I'll be back in a bit. Okay. Okay. Have we're fun. Gonna, we're gonna. Quiet, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep my your... camera on just in case, like the cat decides to, it won't happen. But you know, yeah. Just in case we get a cat sighting. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna quietly admire your kitchen. It does look very if nice. You, if you look if you look close enough, if you know my friend Jonathan Rovnak, uh, I have a magnet with his face on it. On my I can't point because of cameras. It's right there. That's Jonathan yeah. Rovnak. Oh my god. Uh, it's it was from oh, his dude. wedding invitation that didn't happen because of the pandemic. But oh. I got a, I got a picture of Jonathan on my. I'm gonna go. I'll be back. Let's get that big shop Bob's menu. That's important. I love. I that's wild. You were able to tell that that's what that was. <laughs> Listen, dude. There's only one menu I've ever seen that's like that, and it's Big Shop Bob's. Big Shop Bob's is so good. So good. Do you want to know what's so messed up? Just as a quick aside. Yeah. What's so messed up about that place is like, my my girlfriend lives in Pennsylvania, and one of the first times I ever went to her place, she was like, "Oh, there's this wing place literally right down the street and around the corner from my house." And it was a big shot Bob's. And I'm like, oh my God, these are like the best wings I've ever had in my life. And then they built one. <laughs> like, basically in the city that I live in. I'm like, this is, and now like everybody goes there and everybody likes it. I'm like, this is yeah. crazy. The, the funny thing about big shot Bob's is whenever I go there to like pick on my wings, it's always the same guy. And he's like, what's up, man? Have you ever been here before? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then like four days later, I'll go in there and be like, What's up, man? Have you ever been there before? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've only ever gotten delivery, so I haven't been in there before. It's very small. Awesome. It's very small on the inside. Those fucking wings, man. What's your... Uh, tonight. What's your go- never, I, I realized that I never had good wings before until I had Big Shop. Dude. <laughs> like, beat-ups is fine. No, it's not. <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's fine. <laughs> No. It's not even great, it's just fine, right? No. It's not even fine. They it's nowhere close to Big Shop Bob's dude. Nowhere close. Those wing flavors are Or two questions at one. Are you talking about like bone in wings or boneless wings or both? I've had both. I get I get boneless uh LeBron to the Lakers. Yeah. And then I get boned in boned in. Uh <laughs> Lemon pepper. <laughs> yo, yo, fucking LeBron to Lakers is the best sauce on that menu, hands down. Can we make this? Can we make the name of the episode "Boned In"? Yeah, hundred percent. Done. Okay, good. <laughs> and it will be so. I'm trying to think. Like my favorite flavor of wink from there is probably like, oh man, maybe like, I don't know. I like Pookie a lot, and. Yeah. Uh, Superfly TNT and Flaming Flamingo. Um, now people that are watching this are gonna be like, What the fuck are they talking about? I thought this was a football show. No, this is now. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Big Shot Bob's fan podcast. <laughs> Not a sponsor yet. I should look at I like how you're just like glaring into the. <laughs> I didn't realize like the framing of this, you're just staring into another room in my house. Maybe I should shut my door. There we go. Now I'll just be staring into your door. 
There we go. Your door is really white compared to the rest of the room. Yeah. I actually like it. It's a good contrast. My door is white, and the rest of my room is literally red. So. My my curtains are green. They're not green. green. They're black. Okay, black's fine. I was like, green curtains? That's that's fucking terrible. Black curtains is fine. First of all, how did you how did you confuse green and black? Because I was looking at the screen and I was staring at my green screen while I was pointing at the black curtain. That's why. That's why. Yeah. Professional sports broadcaster, stat man, Twitch affiliate. Learn how to count again, apparently, for your job. Yeah. Dude, counting at, at so least, hard. At least PFF is asking you to count and not discern colors. I think that you'd be <laughs> fucked. <laughs> well, actually, he has to deter defer the different teams on field, so... Do you sort of help you with that? No. <laughs> I mean, okay, I do... I To be fair, I... Okay. Okay. How do I... How do I okay. I have to move around like yeah, different to... colored. Listen, I have to move around different colored dots sometimes. Okay. And I will be lying if I told you that I haven't messed up which dot goes where. Incredible. And it's literally like the colors are nothing alike. Like it's like orange, yellow, green, brown, purple, like light blue. I fuck it up all the time. It happens. I do that with numbers. A lot. Apparently I do it with numbers and colors. <laughs> Amazing. So I don't know what's happening to me. So we got don't we got let, video evidence of the colors one. I'll tell you that one. Don't let your boss know that you're having trouble with colors and numbers. I mean it double okay, here's the the cool thing is is that like it naturally will be like, hey, this doesn't <laughs> it's funny because like it nat like the computer system will be like, hey. That doesn't look right. <laughs> and I'm like, you're right. That's not correct. I don't think so. I don't think that's right either. Who did that? And then I have to go in and fix it. Who did that? Me did that. I can get water. I can get water. Kyrie Alexander jersey on. Damn. It sucks that they're going to suck this year. And- they're just going to win, win the division again and then, like, lose early lose in the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah. They might even get to the championship game again, but they're not going to beat San Francisco, so who fucking cares? Yeah, that's true. Well, they won't beat... They're not one of the big three in, in the NFC. You know who's going to beat the Saints in the playoffs? The Vikings. Yeah, the Vikings. Anybody that plays them. The fucking Vikings will do it again. It, it, it'll be a bunch of fucking bullshit. The Vikings will see the, the Saints again. Only team Vikings that could probably beat them in the playoffs. Vikings are not going to No, I don't think so, actually. I really don't. Vikings I think the only team that comes out of the NFC North is the Packers. Can we... Real quick about the Vikings. I don't know why no one's talking about this. So, last year, the Vikings had, like, a really good defense, right? Yeah. Like, for the most part, their defense right. was good, yeah. right? The only thing that sucked for the Vikings' defense was their corners. Right? Their corners were like terrible. Right. Not only did they cut all three of them, like, like all three of them are gone. So they have three brand new starting corners, right? Recipe right. for disaster, by the way. Right. 
they got they got rid of Linval Joseph. They got rid of Everson Griffin. They had Anthony Barr opt out. They had Michael Pierce opt out. So basically, how many was that? Four. So basically, seven of the starting eleven guys on the Minnesota Vikings defense were not starting last year. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why is nobody talking about that? Why is no think- one talking about the fact that Mike Zimmer decided in the middle of an off season where we're dealing with a pandemic to just be like, you know what? I don't like any of those guys. It's such a, like this season more than anyone else and any other one. Like you want to keep like some kind of consistency with your team. That's why oh, I think. That's why I think. Like I, I'm really convinced that like fucking Kansas City and San Francisco are just going to go to the Super Bowl again if the season finishes. I, I literally think it's going to be a rematch. And, I mean, the Saints and the Baltimore Ravens can make it. Yeah, I, I just what, I, I don't still don't trust playoff Lamar, and the Saints will lose to something dumb, and it makes me sad every time because I want to see the Saints in another Super. Bowl. But, but I, I've dealt with the reality now that the Saints are going to have one of the best records in the NFL every year and then lose in the playoffs. What did Corey say that the Saints were like, he has a like, who guess who the Saints are going to lose to the playoffs in this year? And we said who? And he's like, whoever they play. It's so sad. Isn't that what you said? You need to get yeah. Drew another ring. Not if, you guys last play year. Philly. if you guys play Philly, you'll win. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you guys beat Philly all the time. Carson had a really good year last year for not having any wide receivers to throw to. Yep, and then he didn't get to play in the playoffs. Because Carson Wentz, because the problem with Carson Wentz is he's an exceptional arm talent and probably a top quarterback in the NFL, but he will never make a postseason. Is that just his curse? Also, do you love what's happening in my walls right now? Yeah. Do you see how this is like pulsating? Yeah, it's weird. Tripping me out. I don't know why it's happening. Um, but no, dude, like, I, it, it, it pisses me off. Like, I understand, like, talking about how good Carson Wentz is and everything, because, like, he is good. But I just, there has to be that cherry on the top of it that just says hurt. And you have to put it on top of every conversation you have about Carson Wentz. Can't leave it out. It, it, it's too regular at this point. It's now become a regular thing. It's, he's almost His injuries, he's almost Cam Newton, dude. Yeah, he's kind of like that combination between like Matt Stafford and Cam Newton, right? Where like, like a, it's like a generational talent, man. But like Matt Stafford doesn't get hurt that much, but he's he's been hurt recently in a bad injury. But like Cam, Cam is like undoubtedly a generational talent who just like over the last couple of years could not fight off injury. And the, the only difference between Cam and Carson Wentz is Cam gets, keeps getting hurt during the regular season, and Carson Wentz gets hurt at the playoffs. So he has enough time not being hurt to have a great regular season and be hailed as one of the best quarterbacks. That's it. That's the only difference. He was throwing to, like... Nobody. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Like, literally no one. And, like, that's really impressive, and I love it. I think Carson Wentz is great, but he's... He's not like he didn't lead Philly to a fucking ring. I mean, 
He did during the regular season. He put them in position to go get it. Because that's what the regular season is. It's putting yourself in position to go get that fucking ring for the playoffs. That's really what it comes down to, right? He got them far enough so that they can get a first round by. Yeah. So Doug Peterson so much, properly get so much leadership ready. on that defense. And that defense was so good that year. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not there they, the, the offense is good enough. You know, Carson did good enough. But I think the reason why Nick Foles was so embraced is because they didn't really have. Carson Wentz is so young, they didn't really have that leader on offense, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that, that let them embrace it. He's been, you know, Nick Foles has been around in Philly forever, on and off. Right. So, like, he's, he's already well-established there with the team and the coaches and all that stuff, which helped them out. And you have teams that weren't prepared for Nick Foles being the quarterback coming into the postseason, which gave them an advantage. It's so weird to me that, Nick Foles was the starting quarterback in Philadelphia, got traded away, and came back under a new leadership as a backup quarterback and then won a Super Bowl. Crazy. Crazy story. It's so wild. And now and now he's fighting for a job in Chicago. The human boomerang. Apparently the quarterback race in Chicago is close. He's competing against Mitch Trubisky. And I don't, yeah, I mean, like, not too far off from each other. I pro- honestly, I'd probably rather have Nick Foles than Mitch Trubisky, I'm being honest. Well, I mean, John DeFilippo's their offensive coordinator, and he was the guy, like, basically he's been everywhere Nick Foles has been. Yeah, so, so like, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up getting the job. And uh, I guess same thing in New England. Is Mitch Trubisky really going to transition to be the 10th tight end on Chicago's roster? Oh, dude, yeah, it's coming. He could probably do it. I don't see why not. He's an athlete. He's good. With, he's good. With, he's good running the rock. That's what's carried him so far. Is that he's a good athlete? He like makes a lot of poor decisions, but he's he is a good athlete. And like, yeah, that might work out for him. I mean, or he could just be a backup. I don't know how good his brain is. That's the thing. When you, when you become a backup quarterback, it, a lot of it shifts to how good your brain is as a quarterback, rather than. There's gonna be the new position in football that's the Taysom position. And Everybody's going to adopt it? Yeah, because you got, you're going to have Taysom, you're going to have Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia, you're going to have Marcus Mariota in Las Vegas. He might start. You're going to have Mitch Trubisky in Chicago. There's just going to be that athletic pseudo-white guy. It's <laughs> an incredibly athletic white guy position. It's going to be uh, Julian, Julian Edelman was the prototype, man. Do you think uh, do you think now with Jameis being in New Orleans, do you think that like seals the deal on like Taysom like, not getting the start ever? I don't know, man. I'm not going to think about it. No, that makes me sad. I want, I want Taysom Hill up the reins. I mean, maybe he was, like, never meant to. So, like, I don't know. Um, I like him a lot. Jameis is making some plays in practice, I guess. Which, I mean, he should be. He was a starting quarterback for four years, five yeah, years. Yeah, no, no. Like, he can, he can make some beautiful shit happen. He's just... That's the problems. Maybe he can work them out in New Orleans. I hope so. Maybe. Sort of. Well, not really. Yeah, they had a lot of close quarterback races. 
apparently New England, they really like Jared Stidham. He, I guess he had horrible, horrible practice today. He threw an interception, maybe that was yesterday. He threw interceptions to three different defensive backs on the Patriots roster. Oh, that's fucking great. Man, it's almost like the entire time they actually weren't super sold on Jared Stidham. Uh, duh. I mean, like, here's the thing, though. Like, even if you're a little bit sold on Jared Stidham, you still go grab Cam Newton for the price that he was at, you know? Yeah, until next year when they draft Trevor Lawrence. Right, when they tank because all their players, all their good defensive players opted out and they're just going to get scored on the whole fucking time. Let, let, let Camber Stidham go out there and try their best, but... Yeah, defense might hold up. They're just their defensive players. They're like best offensive linemen opted out, too. Cam going to get hurt again in New England? I hope not. I don't want Cam to get hurt. Me neither. What is that? It's a fly. Damn, dude. Fly with a pair of tweezers? Yeah. Did you catch it with those? It was dead on my desk. I just oh. saw it. Oh, I was about to say, you madman, did you catch it with tweezers? Yeah. That's what has been doing the entire time during quarantine, just like sitting there with like chopsticks, just waiting. And he catches flies as they go by. <laughs> Alright, guys. That was football after dark. No! Uh, you get, does Marcus Mariota start in... No, Derek Carr's gonna start. Sure. Yeah. Like, like are you actually sure about that? Yeah, Derek Carr's been solid. Yeah, but I, here's what, the problem. John Gruden think he's been. Yeah, soft. that's the that's the thing. It doesn't yeah. remember. It doesn't matter with John Gruden. Derek Carr's been solid. He's a lot, a lot more solid than Marcus Mariota. I mean, Marcus yeah. Mariota. Even their Twitter came out and said that Marcus Mariota is their offensive weapon. Bowden. That's what they drafted Lynn Bowden to be an offensive weapon. They got two of them. You don't. You can't have two Taysom Hills. Yeah, you can. What do you have a backup Taysom Hill now? Yeah. What if Taysom Hill goes down? What do you do? You scratch all we those plays work out. Our no. local boy, man. Lynn Bowden's from like right down the road. Man. man. No, I think when when David Carr went on national television and made the single most asinine proclamation I've ever seen in my life, where he had the Fucking Oakland Raiders, not Oakland, the Las Vegas Raiders winning the AFC West and the Kansas City Chiefs going nine and seven. Like, <laughs> I badly wanted to be like, Super Bowl hangover, man. Yeah. Nine and seven. But like, you have, to, you have to investigate the reasons why Super Bowl hangover has happened. And none of those things happened to Kansas City this season. Right. None of them. None of them. Not their, a single their coaching one. staff didn't get poached. That's the big none one, of their players, way. none of their big time players left. And their division has one rookie quarterback, one second year quarterback, and the Raiders in it. Player complacency. They won a Super Bowl. They're not complacent. I don't I don't think they're a complacent team. Well, there's fifty three people that you gotta figure that out about. I don't think I don't think that's Andy Reid's coaching style. Figured it out last year. Complacent. I think what? Andy Reid's too good of a players guy. I don't think that happens in Kansas City. I don't um, know. Maybe Andy Reid gets complacent. That that could happen. I don't think it does, but that could happen. 
I don't know. The, the point I was trying to get at was that, like, I was I was going to mention to Derek, David Carr, I'm like, your brother has a better chance of getting benched for Marcus Mariota than the Raiders have to win the AFC West. Yeah, there's not a chance. So, I'm just saying, You're finishing man, third. I hate that. I hate the grand. No, no, they're finishing. No, no, they're finishing last. The they're AFC not going to finish last. They're finishing last. No, they're the not. The Chargers will inch them out. Mm, no, they're not going to finish last. Broncos are finishing second, dude. Broncos going to be good. They're going to. They're not going to be great. Listen, listen. But they're going to have in a in elite in a year where player teams haven't had that great of conditioning. They're going to have the best home field advantage in the league. That helps. They always, they've always had the best home field advantage in the league, though, haven't they? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I get that, but, like, I don't know, man. That that little stretch that Drew Locke went on at the end of the year, man, that was... that might There might have been some fool's gold laden. Well, I'm sure there was. I'm not even, like, excited about the offense. I'm talking about the defense. The defense just got better this year with Chris Harris Jr., Chris Harris Jr. left. Oh, I didn't leave. They got, they got A.J. Bouye. No, but you did come yeah. back. That's still... I did. I did. good. We can't talk about this anymore because Matt's back. And we were talking about... Why? Uh, we were talking about how the Chiefs are going to go 18-0. and 0. Nah, they're going to lose, like, two games. Okay. I'm glad I, you I, came I, back I, to the ending of the episode. Huh? Glad you came back to the ending of the episode. Ending the Wait, how long, have, how long have we been recording? It'll just over an hour. I'm not done yet. Oh, I'm done. Oh, I got, I got shit to do. The fuck? What do you think get, this is going to be? He's got to get his first win bonus in league tonight. I, I told, I told my friend we were going to play league at eight. <laughs> Who did you tell that to? Emma. <laughs> Who are you playing? You, just, uh, you tell her to wait a little bit. I mean, if he's got to go, he's got to go. I'm not going to force him. To... I mean, like, yeah, if you have to go, go ahead. We could, we could three man this shit like we haven't done it before. But you guys are going to have to three man it for a second because I got to pee. I'm going to two man it for a second because I got to go play with <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Corey. I love you. Goodbye, I'll guys. See you Saturday. Yeah, finally. Yeah, I know. Are you going to be there Sunday, too? Did you just take the weekend off? No, I work Sunday, but I work until seven. I, it, it all depends. Every, things are slightly up in the air at the moment now that I don't have a car. Yeah. So that's gonna be. They need to come get you on Saturday. Let me know what time is it on Saturday. Uh, six o'clock, right? We start at like six or six thirty. I'd check the email. And then Sunday six thirty, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think I think like what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna stay at my dad's house Friday. Because I work a grave shift on Friday from 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. So, like, I'll just get a ride or borrow my dad's truck or something like that. Um, and then I'll be good because I'll just be staying at the house Saturday. And then Sunday, I'll just, I don't know. I'll find a way to work and find a way home. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Okay. I mean, maybe I'll get lucky and my car will get fixed in a couple days and the uh, extended warranty will cover it. Or it won't, and then my car will have to sit it at the dealership for a week and a half until I have money to pay for it. 
Ah, oh, man. Okay, guys. That's what I'm talking about. The season that's not going to happen. It'll happen. Football's happening. It's it'll coming. Happen and it'll finish. He's safe. <sighs> All right, Matt. Yeah, what's up? Let me tell you what these guys just said. All right. <laughs> these guys just said that the Denver Broncos are going to finish second in the AFC West. No. no. That's what they said. I mean, what was their reasoning for it? Um, Corey said that because this is the least conditioned that NFL players will be in a very, very long time, that the home field advantage in Denver will be too much. Mm. That okay. okay. I mean, that's weird. <laughs> I'm, I'm conscious about eating, so I'm gonna turn off my camera. I got food. <laughs> I ate on camera. You could eat on camera. You peeled your camera up. We couldn't see your mouth. I don't want to fucking hear it. <laughs> you panned your camera up. Ah, no, I didn't. I don't know what you're talking about. I can't do that with Man, life. I eat on my stream all the time. I don't know why people care about it. I mean, I just, I didn't want people seeing me chew stuff, but I also didn't want to turn my camera off, so I just, you know, whoop. I'm conscientious about it. So, okay. I'm so, okay. if we're, if, okay, Matt, so you and I agree that it won't be Denver that is second in the AFC West. I think it's and LA. I know we're not doing project, this is not the projection show. But who is going to be second in the AFC West then? I mean, it's probably going to be Las Vegas. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It sure it sure is. It's going to be I think it's going to be Las Vegas, too. I think they're going to be better than people think just because I think they sandbagged a little last year. I think Gruden's sort of got it all figured out. Hmm. Here's the Here's the two things. Here's the two things with Vegas. The first thing is when you're like the second to last defense in the NFL, which they were last year. Mm -hmm. Miami had the worst defense, and Vegas had the second worst defense. Right? Mm -hmm. It's very hard to be the second worst defense in the league again. Like it's kind of hard. Like it's actually kind of hard. So are you taking your temperature right now? Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's a thermometer shit in here, so I was like, fuck it. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, it's not like it's a bad thing to do, man. In these COVID times, you always want to be checking. I, I take my temperature every morning. That's fair, yeah. Um, but um, I, stole your, I stole your thermometer. What you at, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> what and if you you're at? 98.5, I'm calling an ambulance. What you working on? I don't know. I think it's broken because it says 92. I'm calling it no, ambulance. You're, you're cool, dude. That's all. You're just one cool dude. Yeah. I mean, I'll take it. <laughs> um, but no, so Vegas, Vegas has positive defensive regression, right? Because it's really hard to be that bad. Um, so, Matt, Matt, I know I kind of like talked a little bit about some of the Warren Sharp stuff earlier. Um, and if you want to talk about some of the stuff from the book that you really liked, um, you can, but the one thing I have it written down here, I like in my, I have a gigantic, like folder. Mm. Oh my God. You really do. Holy shit. That's cool. I don't know if you guys can see. Oh yeah. 
but it has like yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah. All like every page has like a bunch of shit on it. That's fucking um, awesome. I love I love Kuiper's stat tracking shit. Those you know that you know it's what I do. You know, just what um, you do, literally. It's literally what I do now. Um, so here, this is the thing that I wanted to talk about with the with the Raiders, if I could find it, because I went. I, I flipped the pages over to where the letter O would be, and I forgot that it's no longer O. Um, so now I got to go back. Um, where are they? There they are. Okay, I found them. All right, so the thing that stuck out for me with the Raiders, okay, this was really cool. You know a lot of people like talk shit that John Gruden doesn't know what he's doing? Also, Corey's back. I got a few minutes. Oh, you do? Okay, okay we're talking about the Raiders. <laughs> Um, the what? The Raiders. Oh. So, the Raiders were, like, sneaky good on, like, first and second down last year. Um, like, surprisingly. Like, it was weird. Yeah. Um, they were, I think they had the shortest yards to go on second down and the shortest yards to go on third down of any team in the NFL. Because they're um, very solid. Huh? Because Derek Carr's solid, like we said. How much that's attributed to Josh Jacobs, though? No. But the interesting thing that they did was, depending upon what their yardage was on third down, they were doing these weird things where, okay, so on third down and short, right, so anything less than three yards, okay? When they threw the ball, Derek Carr's average yards per target on third down and short was... Over 10 yards. So on first down and short, or third down and short, they were throwing it deep. On third down and long, they were throwing like five yards or like three or four yards short of the sticks. So on third down and long, they were going conservative, and on third down and short, they were being aggressive. Okay. Oh, Corey's gone now. Um, Uh So, like, they were doing this, like, weird juxtaposition where, like, on third down and short, they were being aggressive, and on third down and long, they were being conservative. And it was, like, like working. Like, it was throwing teams off so hard in the first half of games that, like, Oakland was, like, marching up and down the field on people. The problem is that when your defense is so goddamn bad that you can't stop anybody it kind of forces you to kind of be like, okay, we kind of can't be cute anymore. We have to kind of just try to keep up, right? And and score a bunch of points because our defense can't stop anybody. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Like, I thought that was really fascinating, and I don't know if that's something that John Gruden, because no one else was doing that. Like, it was one of those things that Oakland, there were Oakland last year, that Oakland was doing that, when you looked at it, like when Warren Sharp was doing his book and a lot of his guys like Rich Rebar and Dan Pazuda were looking at this, it just like stuck out to them because they were like, this is so bizarre to have a team so like being so aggressive on third down and short and so conservative on third down and long, but it was working. They just couldn't stop anybody and they had to abandon it. So um, do you think they go back to doing uh, something similar with a better defense now? Right. Like, if they do the same thing, 
which I still don't think. I think a lot of people because the Raiders, the Raiders weren't like that impressive last year. No one's no one's circling the Raiders on their schedule this year, right? So like John Gruden can still be like okay, and plus on top of that, just as like an aside, they didn't have any good wide receivers last year. They had Terrell Williams and Hunter Renfro. Their number one receiver was a tight end that basically never played in the league up until last year, barely got to play because, you know, he was addicted to drugs. Like he was constantly in the drug program. Like Darren Waller, like couldn't get, you know, well, I should say Darren Waller got his life like back on track and surprised a bunch of people. And Josh Jacobs was a good rookie, but now they have like Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards and they got a second year out of Hunter Renfro who can play in the slot. And they got Darren. So like now they actually have like receivers <laughs> that are projected to be good. But obviously mm-hmm. better than whatever they had last year. Right. It's kind of oh, yeah. kind of the same situation with Denver where like it's not going to be hard for Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler to be better than what who whatever Denver had last year. So like. I think I think the Raiders are going to be pretty good. I think the Raiders. I mean, I think I have them at like eight and eight. <laughs> I think eight, I eight could get you that uh, new seventh playoff spot. Yes. Yeah. That's no. That's legit. That's what I have them at. I have them getting the seventh. The playoff. seventh playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have them getting the seventh playoff spot. I, mean, I, about I think, the seventh playoff spot. I think that seventh playoff spot is going to be kind of wild this year. When I. I when I break down it, when we do the projection episode, the fi- the final week for the AFC West is so bonkers that like after I like did everything and after I projected the records, I picked every game. I looked at it. And I was like, oh, my God, this is like this has the potential to be the craziest finish ever. And it primarily revolves around that seventh playoff spot. And the fact that like all three teams that aren't Kansas city in the AFC huh. West are all <laughs> competing for it. Uh, and, but because the chiefs are trying to get the only buy, they're trying to get the only first number one overall seed uh-huh. in week 17. They can't sit anybody cause they're trying to compete with Baltimore. So they end up just like dumpstering the Broncos and the Raiders and the Chargers are in like a play in game basically to get to see who gets in the playoffs. And I have the Raiders winning. So see it. I'm down with that. I, I, I think that I don't know. We'll see. Cause I, I mean, it really depends. I, I don't know what kind of regression the Ravens are going to have this year because you know, some things they're going to regress on. I don't There's, think it's much. The one no, because their, their their offense was like historically efficient. It was up there with like the sixteen and zero Patriots. You you can't have that kind of historic greatness year to year. There's going to be a regression. You want to know what the thing I think helps them though with that is? Is they mm-hmm. have a better defense. Ah, uh, this is true. We'll, we'll see though. I, it really depends. I want to see how they try to change things up because the way they did it last year, it didn't win them a playoff game. I no. think they will beat. I think they will beat Kansas City though, because until they beat Kansas City, it's not actually a rivalry. People want to True. hype up Lamar and Mahomes, but like Mahomes hasn't lost to the kid yet. 
I like how you call Lamar a kid when he's like the same age as Pat. Oh, I said he hasn't lost to the kid. I was calling Mahomes the kid. Oh. Yeah. Okay. He is the that's kid. Fair. But that's why I, I, I kind of want the Ravens to win a little bit just so it lights a fire under the Chiefs' ass to like, hey, we can't just steamroll everybody. And it, it kind of actually creates the rivalry because Watson Mahomes is sort of a rivalry now. Watson beat him in the regular season, had the first half lead, first quarter lead in the playoffs. Mahomes charged back, beat him. Texans Chiefs rivalry. You need the Ravens to beat the Chiefs to get that rivalry. Or you're just going to end up with a new trinity. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> where the Ravens... Dude, I can't handle another trinity. Where no. the Ravens can beat the Texans, who can beat the Chiefs, who can beat the Ravens. Well, the Texans can't beat the Chiefs. In the regular season, they can. We're talking regular season. Are, are they going to win week one? No. No. But they, but they might. Kansas City's gonna put a fifty banger on him. Nah, man, fucking Andy Reid's had an eight month bye. He ain't losing week one, dude. Eight month, dude. That's crazy. <laughs> He's that that boulder's been rolling for eight months. Analogy, <laughs> <laughs> huh? You're welcome for that. Oh yeah, no, this fad pod lore. I I think I said this on the podcast before, but my girlfriend who is like her exposure to football was pretty much just like her parents screaming and yelling at Steeler games, which made her like not really like it because she's like, I don't like just like people being obnoxious. Right. Um, And obviously, like, that's how people, you know, if that's how you enjoy watching football. Then that's how you enjoy it. Right. Sometimes like, that's just the passion of being a sports fan. Right. But for her as like a little girl. She was kind of like, I don't like this. You mm-hmm. know I mean? um, and obviously, like, you know, she got older and it wasn't really her thing. But now she just kind of like pays attention to the Steelers and that's it. Well, she voiced an interest in doing fantasy football this year. So she did. She's in the one league that the four of us are not in, but I also run it. The uh, League of Minor? Yeah, League of Minor. And her whole thing... This whole year was she just wanted Pat Mahomes on her team. And and then another chief. That's all you need, really. So she ended up she was originally going to go Tyreek. But when Damian Williams opted out, I was like, no, don't take Tyreek. Take Clyde Edwards Hilaire. So she did. And now she's just like she just loves Pat Mahomes. And. I've joked with her and I think I've even joked it with Matt. We're like, I think the only thing that's going to come from this, from my girlfriend playing fantasy football is she's just going to become a Kansas city chiefs. fan. I mean, we stand, we're okay with new Chiefs fans. This bandwagon's never too big, nah, too dude, small, fuck yeah, whatever. Dude. Hell yeah. I love that shit. Fuck, come on, bandwagon fans. Stick around. Fun time. Um, I, I think I've never the, experienced the- that in green Bay. It's all, it's all the same. Old fat drunk people in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yeah. No, I Green agree. Bay, Wisconsin. There really isn't a rivalry between Lamar and Pat because they played twice and Pat's beat him twice. Um, Deshaun is interesting because obviously it makes more sense 
for Deshaun and Pat to have a rivalry because they were drafted the same year. Mm-hmm. And like just as easily as the Texans took Deshaun, the Texans could have taken Pat, right? Right. He could have taken Deshaun. Like it that was on the table, apparently. Like that was a potential thing that was gonna happen. Was that like the Texans because Trubisky went second. <laughs> so, you know, the Texans were like, we want a quarterback. These are the two next best quarterbacks. They could have easily went the Mahomes route. And then I still think Kansas City would have probably went to go get Watson because Watson was like coming out of college. Watson was the much more polished player. Like a big part of the reason why, you know, people that say like, oh, man, all these teams that passed on Pat Mahomes were stupid because he came out of an air raid system that people kind of dismiss and don't because right. Texas Tech. Right. And he was so like if you go back and you watch Pat Mahomes' tape from Texas Tech, he is all over the place. Very erratic. Like he's he's like, yeah, like very, very erratic. Like for all those games where he threw for like 600 yards and like six touchdowns. There are a lot of really ugly games. And it makes sense when you think about his quote from last year, where it was like, dude, I didn't even know how to read a defense. Like, he didn't know how to read a defense until halfway through last year. So, like, he was just out there slinging it. Mm-hmm. In college, when he didn't have the year to sit behind Alex Smith, and he didn't have the coaching of Andy Reid, and he didn't have the play calling of Eric Benemy, he was doing that in college, just slinging it. So, like, Everyone that evaluated him in the NFL was like, this dude's like all over the place. And a lot of teams don't have the patience to work with a guy like that. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of it went against the norm. Nowadays, you know, you draft a quarterback in the first 10 picks or in the first round. They're expected to be your day one starter that year. Yeah, the reason why Pat became who he is now, which is the best quarterback in the NFL, is because he got to sit for a year with Alex Smith and Andy Reid. And obviously, like, he's got great weapons and they have a great system. And Andy Reid's a great play caller and all that stuff. And, like, I get into this argument all the time with people where I try to say, like, Pat's in a situation that allows him to be the best quarterback in the NFL. Yep. And- Oh, well, what do you mean? Like, do you mean that he's not that good? I'm like, no, he is good, but he would not be this good on the Jets. Right. <laughs> He'd be seeing ghosts on the Jets. Yeah, he would. Right. Like, he, would not be, he would not be this good on the Bears. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's the situation he was put into with sitting for a year, Alex Smith, who was willing this is the big part. Willing to teach him. That was something that is very, very rare. That apparently you don't Smith, Apparently Alex Smith is a, a really good guy. And also incredibly smart, by the way. Yeah. Which probably really helped. That's the thing. Like, even if Alex Smith doesn't like 100% recover from his leg shit, like, he he's, he's easily would be like one of the best backups in the NFL. If not the best backup in the he NFL. Is, if he is a backup, he's 100% the best backup. I like, mean, he, no he was one of the most accurate quarterbacks. He threw like almost no interceptions and he passed on that bit of wisdom to Pat. And yep. it, I mean, obviously it changed his game. So, you know, Super Bowl. 
You know what? Alex Smith needs to retire a chief. Matt will cry. I, I think he yeah, will. I would actually. I think 100% probably the, when, would. When it's time for Alex Smith to retire, I think 100% he will retire a chief. He broke the curse, man. He was the guy. He, he was the one that, lived, that broke the curse. So. The way that man talks about Kansas City, there's no way he's retiring anywhere else. It doesn't matter where he goes. Even if he wins a ring somewhere else, I think he still retires in Kansas City. I mean, even though he, it was interesting, his career trajectory is, like, so wild. Because, like, he gets drafted by San Fran, right? He gets benched for Colin Kaepernick, right? Colin Kaepernick goes to a Super Bowl, right? Goes Mm -hmm. to a Super Bowl without him. He had that, Alex Smith did have that one good year where they beat the Saints, like, with the Vernon Davis on the goal line. Um, when they lost to the Giants in the second time they played New England, I think is the year that happened. Um, but other than that, he got benched for cap, right? Mm-hmm. He goes to Kansas City and just like... Turns the franchise around. Turns the franchise around. But then Kansas City drafts Mahomes and Alex Smith could have easily been like, are you, are you like joking me? Like, I dug your franchise out of a hole, and now you're going to draft this kid? But no, he was like, no, man, I'll, I'm not going to let him beat me. I'm not going to let him beat me out for the job. But, like, this is my last year here. I'll, I'll teach him literally how to read a defense because Pat didn't know how to do it. Like, Pat was just going out there in college just, I see you. <laughs> like, Think I'll about that shit. You. Think about how difficult it is to play quarterback at a college level. Yeah, when Tyreek, how did, what do you call it? The Tyreek's out there somewhere playing. Yeah, fuck it, Tyreek down there somewhere. Yeah, Tyreek <laughs> down there somewhere. Like, mm-hmm. yep. He used to do that in college, man, with way less talent. But like, I hate that idea that like these, those both, both of those things can be true. Like, mm-hmm. Pat, can, Pat can be the best quarterback in the NFL, but also be in a situation that is so incredibly perfect. That that's allowed what it for, to be. It's what worked for Brady. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Think, think about everything that Brady had. It's the same. It's like the same situation almost. Well, Brady had it. Brady had it from the other end. Brady yeah. had like he he was like okay, I have the ability to just I can control the offense because I have a coach that can just win me or at least win us the game in two other phases. Right. Right. So literally all I have to do is just play smart and not make mistakes and be extremely detail oriented. And yeah, like, I don't know. I don't understand the whole idea that, like, if you say Pat is in a good situation that allows him to succeed, people take it as like a slight. But that's not what it is. Like, listen, you could be. You could be a credible generational talent like Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. and without the right pieces around you and without the right staff and the right people like bringing you up in your football career, you won't win a ring. You won't. You yeah. can't. It doesn't happen. The only reason Pat Mahomes wins a ring at Kansas City is because of everything surrounding him there. Andy Reid is because of Beach. amazing play calls. Brett Veach. God. Yeah. In Veach we trust. I'm, Veach, I'm dude, telling oh you, Oh, my dude. God. Brett Veach is the man. He might be the best GM in football. He probably is. 
him, him, the guy in Baltimore. Baltimore's GM's really good. Um, Chris Ballard in Indy's really good too. So, um, Indy's no, an interesting think... situation this year. Indy? Yeah. I don't know what the. I hate... they just have like the transitionary Philip Rivers because they I guess they're drafting a quarterback next year. There's no way they're riding Philip Rivers for another year. A walking turnover machine. Yeah. I can't, I can't believe, like, Indy's probably going to be bad this year. I feel like Jacoby Reset to Phillip Rivers was a downgrade. Yeah, they might be trying so. to tank. You're tank trying for to Trevor. Tank. tank for Trevor. You're in the tanking for Trevor club? Quentin Nelson on your team? Yeah. Can't tank Quentin Nelson. You got, like, three I more mean, years Quentin on Quentin Nelson. Nelson can tank himself. It's true. Quentin Nelson will show up on the injury report with some, like, phantom, like... Forearm injury. I'd be like, man, can't can't get on the field, man. I think if they were tanking, like, hey, Quentin, can you uh, opt out? <laughs> you want to opt out real quick, Quentin? You're your best player. Can you just uh, opt out? How crazy is that? That he's their best player. He's one of the best players in the league. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. And nobody will think about it because he's an offensive lineman, a guard at Dude. that. But he's one of the best players in the fucking league. If Indianapolis tanks again, like they did for Andrew Luck, and they draft Trevor Lawrence... Oh my god, it's over. I'm gonna blow through the ceiling. Like, I'm gonna shoot out of my chair. The Indy tank, you know? The patented Indy tank. I'm gonna be so happy. I'm gonna be so happy. Yeah, the big difference, though, that time, though, is Andrew Luck isn't gonna come into a shitty organization with, like, shitty players and... Like, he's gonna come into like a Frank Reich system, which is really fucking good, and he's gonna have one of the one of the the best guard in the NFL, one of the best players in the NFL with him, and he's gonna have he's gonna like have, decent weapons to throw to. He's gonna have, he's like, gonna walk into he's gonna walk into a top five offensive line. Yeah, he's gonna walk into Jonathan Taylor year two. He's gonna walk into Michael Pittman year two. Um, who's the kid they took last year from uh, Paris Campbell year three? They're really high on Paris Campbell yeah. to replace T.Y. Hilton. They just traded for DeForest Buckner. They have a Pro Bowl middle linebacker in uh, Darius Leonard. Like, tra- they get- oh my god! Like, if they oh, successfully take for Trevor, it's over, dude. They're oh winning the god. ring. I feel so bad. No, but I feel so yeah. bad for Deshaun Watson. Like, dude. Just I like, mean, when you have Bill O'Brien as your GM. Listen, man. If I'm, if, if I'm Deshaun Watson, I play out the rookie contract. I bust my ass. As long as if I don't get killed, I don't sign. Dude, if nothing changes there. You don't sign. You dude, think, he, you think he becomes a free agent? You test the more. Dude, if Bill O'Brien's still running the fucking Texans, got rid of your best receiver just because you don't like him, won't give you anything you need to actually make a deep playoff run, and you're carrying the whole bitch on your back? Yeah. Yeah. Hit the market. You know how much money you can fucking get? As Deshaun Watson? That's true. true. They're going to offer him an insane amount of money. I think think by then, what teams are probably going to need a quarterback? Like, there would be quite a few. Like, if you're talking about, like, in three years or or two years now or whatever, quite a few teams are going to be looking for a quarterback. Dallas? Uh Uh-huh. Dallas is going to be one of them. 100%. Dow, Dow, where Dow, does, Dow, uh, where, there. Uh, where dude, does Dak sign next season? Dude, wait. 
Wait. Uh, uh, just, wait if they don't wait. if they don't get Trevor Lawrence, uh, the Colts sign him. We can't brush over that. We need to acknowledge the potential that Deshaun Watson plays for the Dallas the Cow- Cowboys next year. That'd be crazy. Dewa, next year, that'll be the year after, the right? Cow- oh my god. I could now, happen. That would be nuts. Like that would be actually kind of insane. They would they Deshaun would be, Watson, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Amari Pooper, CD Lamb, and Michael yeah, that offensive line with that young defensive talent. Mm. Yeah, Jerry's reading the tea leaves, man. He's over there. He's like, man, Bill O'Brien, five dimensional chess out here. B- Bill O'Brien won't sign or won't bring Brack uh, Dia Hop. <laughs> Which means I get to sign Deshwat next year. Uh, Deshwat, okay, that's a good one. Deshwat. For those people that have never watched this or listened to this ever, <laughs> they're like, what the hell what the are they talking is- about? Some deep fat pod lord, dude. Jerry Jones only pronounces who, who, the first three letters. Who is, uh, De- who is uh, Deshwat? You want to explain to me? Deshaun Watson. Oh. Kitty yawn. Kitty just oh. yawn. Aw. Hi, Kitty. Yeah, so we have this joke that Jerry Jones can only pronounce the first three letters of people's names. Which is why he loves Dak so much. Dak Pre. Dak Pre. And then the running back is EZL. <laughs> and then the wide receiver is Amaku. Yeah. And that's why CD Lamb works too, because C, yeah. you can just call him C, and then C Lamb. Yeah, it doesn't Perfect. change. Because the B is silent doesn't change makes perfect sense yeah this this has become like this has gone beyond fad pod lore and now it's like fad pod fact yeah but right in the history I mean, we're books. gonna we're gonna we're gonna bring it to uh light we're gonna turn it into the uh truth one of these days we'll get big on twitter and we'll get to make that uh Jerjo reference and uh people will like it we'll make sure shirts with somebody face. likes it right now Somebody, please help. Do it. Yeah, we're, we're, we won't up. We'll. Well, see. Here's the thing. After this episode, we're not going to upload again for two months. So we better not. We better like. <laughs> yeah, just like the the season's like <laughs> already started. We're Come back like two over. weeks in. Like, we're yeah, like, all right. Well, here we are. <laughs> so no, we're about to start AFC. hitting those. About to start hitting the regular boys again. You're real I soon. think we should. I One more regular like, boy, I think. Probably like what next? I might, might be able to record next week, actually, depending on. Because I mean, the season's what two weeks away, three mm-hmm. weeks away, three weeks, I think. Three weeks away. It's yep. September 10th. Yeah. So like, one more like preseason episode, and then we're back to weeklies. Yep. I don't know what we're going to talk about. Oh, that's that's the predictions episode. That's when we lay out our predictions. Predictions episodes. Are, oh, okay, so can, are we going to do like uh, team projections and stuff? Yep. And then are we, can we do like uh, bold player projections and stuff too? Yeah, sure. Just like, you, we want to lay out our project, our, our, our like final predictions for the season. I feel like off. I feel like Matt asked that because Matt already has a bold player prediction. <laughs> oh, what is it? Fill the beans. Uh, can, no, 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 no. You got to wait. You got to wait no, now. No, you can go ahead and share. Give it a teaser. It's fine. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to go into it. No, it's, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Fine. I'm not upset at all. I got so, one, I got one that, for you. That'll keep that, I mean, that'll get people to actually listen to the next episode. They're going to want to know what I'm thinking. Okay. I, 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 got a, I, got a, I got a crazy one for you. Okay. 
angry Dak with the Cowboys instead of playing down because he's signed to a fucking stupid-ass contract. Instead of uh, playing down like he doesn't give a shit anymore, he gets really mad, and he starts playing amazing, and the Cowboys make a deep playoff run. And now Jerry Jones regrets not giving him that money. Because now he has to give him more money? Yep. Dallas will just go 8-8. Eight eight. <laughs> That's the likely scenario. Or they'll just go 8-8. Eight eight. It's know. one of they the two. Have... It's only the... one of the two, by the way. I mean, their, their organization got upended a little bit. They got Mike McCarr now. Mike McCarthy's oh, a great Mick coach. McCarr. Mick McCarr. They got Mick McCarr as their head coach. The first time Dallas has had a great coach in a very and, long time. Yeah, right. It's, he's no... Uh, so forgettable. Like I can't the, even remember his name. Everything that happened in Green Bay, I stand by Mike McCarthy being a great coach. We didn't. We didn't mention. Uh, did you guys hear about what Joe Judge is making the Giants' coaching staff do? Oh, yeah, running laps and stuff if they screw yeah. up or whatever. Yeah. That is an Does interesting anybody approach. Think that's actually going to work? Probably Joe not. Judge? I, I don't. Th- I think the not Giants might be a little bit of a joke. The not Giants year, are going to be a little bit of a joke this year. There, there's like. New coaches, like new coaches, not like already established coaches moving places, new coaches like Joe Judge, um, I think are going to have a lot of trouble this year because this is a good old COVID year is a year where you need like really like you need strong stability. You got to put an asterisk on this year. You need strong stability. You need a great staff. Mm -hmm. You need people who already know what they're doing to lead you through. I think that somebody who's new to the whole thing. Uh, it's going to have cause a lot more problems than they would any other. Put an asterisk next to the year because I think winning in this year in this environment is like super impressive. Kind of like how, like in the NBA, like what they're doing is super impressive. But like I think the new coaches are going to be given like a very, very, very long leash, and just like look, like we're not going to care if you mess up. And the year goes down the toilet because, like, you know, we're not going to blame you for it. So, as even much of their their players go out with COVID, dude. Okay, I I don't know. I th- here's here's my here's my project here's my prediction for how this year is going to go. Okay, because as of right now, out of like three thousand two hundred people, right? There's only 19 positives. Remember, this is only in trading camp. I know that. But by the time we get to the games, no one's going to be positive, right? Most you would likely. Think. You would think, yeah. Most likely, right? Because these teams are doing such, like, they're, they're micromanaging everything to such an extent that, like, the dude for Seattle got busted for trying to sneak a girl into the hotel and they, like, sent him home. So, like, that alone, like, probably set the tone from the NFL. Like, yeah, we're not screwing around. Like, do not break protocol, right? So, I think, I think the first four months, or the first four weeks, are going to go off, like, smoothly. Like, I think mm-hmm. everything's going to be fine. Because you're going to have a bunch, of peop- a bunch of players who have been semi-isolated with each other. Like, semi-isolated with each other. Right, playing mm-hmm. another team that has also been semi isolated. Right, mm-hmm. so like, if one team has no positive cases, and then another team has no positive cases, and they play football, neither of them are going to have positive cases. 
That's Friday. not necessarily true. Well, the thing, the, the crazy thing about fucking COVID is like you can get you can get that shit like getting off the fucking plate if you're on the wrong person. And like, I'm saying, well, they have their own private planes. It's not like they're going to get on planes with pr- like public people. I know, but it's all it's going to be pseudo bubble. Like they're going to be playing in a pseudo bubble. Well, what I'm saying is, is like you have a, a group of semi isolated people playing another group of semi isolated people. So if nobody on a team is positive, and then another team has no positives and they play while not being positive, no one's just going to sprout up being positive. You understand what I'm saying? Like just in a bubble, like in a in a vacuum, right? Right. What I'm saying is that the first four weeks, that's what's going to happen. The real test is going to be when the bye weeks start. Because because of the CBA, these teams cannot make these guys come to the facility like on the CBA, right? Like they have to let them go home, right? And do and have like basically a week off. So what those guys do on their bye weeks is going to be like, you know, it's going to be a big thing. Like, but I also think that, you know, the peer pressure of, do you want to be that guy? Like, do you want to be the guy in like, say the Kansas city chief locker room? You're like the fifth string cornerback and you don't play. And on your bye week you go out to a nightclub or a restaurant and you can track COVID and you give it to Pat Mahomes. Do you want to be that guy? I don't think anybody wants to be that guy. Do you know what I mean? People don't, I mean, there'll be, there'll be people that don't want to be that guy, but then will be that guy. Yep. I think you'll see it. You already see it now when someone tried to sneak someone into the team hotel. I yeah, think but you'll see. Like, yeah, no, that's true. Now and they immediately saying, cut him. They immediately cut him and got rid of him. Yeah. That's what, that's what I'm saying is like, They'll cut you (laughs) like they will cut you if you break protocol like that hard. So who is the the NBA player who stopped at a strip club for wings while the ball was going on? Luke Williams. Yeah. So you said it's the two. How many players are going to pull Luke Williams? I have it on good authority from someone I work with that Magic City's wings are actually bombed. No, 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 I I don't I don't think that he went there to not get chicken wings. The fact is, he shouldn't have gone there to get chicken wings at all. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, don't care how bombass the wings are, dude. You're in a fucking COVID-free bubble. What are you doing going to get wings? Yeah, okay, the bubble stuff cuz I was just saying I've been out to a couple of restaurants and stuff. I'm I'm braving the masses out here. No, no, no but you're not playing you're not playing not the NBA playing basketball in a, in a fucking yeah. bubble. Like Yeah. And a lot of stuff hinges on not a single person with COVID getting in there. Like, you gotta... It, it's not for that long. This this NBA bubble has not lasted very long. Some people just cannot fucking control themselves. And, like, that's what I'm worried about with the NFL. They said... They, the thing about the NBA bubble and the reason why it's working is because, you know, the players all agreed. Yeah. Like, it was kind of one of those things where, like, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Like, you agreed to come to the bubble. Yeah. Like, every NFL player had the option to not play. Yeah. Like, if you didn't want to do the stuff that was going to be required of you, 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 you could have not played. Yeah. And they pay you. They'll give you a lump sum of money to not play 
So you're not broke, I guess, even though none of these guys are broke. The, rook, the, like, the, the younger players are. The people who are suing the rookie yeah, contracts exactly. are broke. And they don't make that much money. We had, you know, we had 70 guys opt out. Out of 3,000 people, we yeah. had seven opt out. So I most think, of them want to play. Yeah, those 2,900 other guys all now understand, okay, if I, if I screw around, not only am I putting the rest of my teammates at risk, but now because of what Seattle has done, the precedent has been set of, no, we'll cut you. Like, we yeah. will cut if you if you screw around. So I think the peer pressure is going to be, as uncomfortable as that is, is going to make these guys, like, obviously we're not going to... I gonna think get- it'll scare some people into line, but I, I, I think there will be a couple outliers that will get will. caught wind of... Oh, yeah. now, to what extent it happens and and what they do and the repercussions of it, I don't know. I would not be yeah. surprised if they just start dead ass cutting motherfuckers, just cutting them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the-, the like some player, like especially some teams that are like really like like. Have you guys watched Hard Knocks at all this season? No. It's like probably the most interesting season to watch Hard Knocks like ever. Oh, really? Because you get you, because you, they give you like a like a firsthand look like into the way they're handling this with training camp, mm-hmm. and it is like it, it is incredibly interesting. Every single person that goes in gets tested, um, and and they especially like in both camps they're like very very particular with with how they're how they're doing everything. But uh, I just like worried about how well it holds up, and like they they've. All I can hope for is that if they're that strict about it and they don't get unlucky and the person who did break protocol didn't catch COVID and didn't bring it inside and they're able to catch it early enough and just fucking cut that dude, it'll be okay. But it all it takes is one incredibly unlucky instance and you can infect almost the whole team. Like, look what happened with baseball. It, it takes one guy. Oh, no, it certainly takes... Th- but that was the thing about what happened with the with baseball was like they didn't stop the season. Yeah. They just like pushed the a bunch of games back. Yeah. I don't know how you you can't do that with the, NFL, that the NFL, right? NFL. You can't. So it's gonna mm-hmm. be this interesting dynamic of like how do you tr- what do you do with a team that you know comes down with an infection? Like do you, either, you, just- you either pull some something from, from another schedule and swap games around really quickly? Or serve them both a draw? I'm not sure how you execute that. Is there rules about it this year? Or no, they're not figured this out. I doubt it. Because I'm pretty sure they're like, oh, we're not. That's not going to happen. We're going to be safe enough. But what if it does? Do you suspend the week? Do you do you make it? Do you make the regular season go one more week or two more weeks just to fit those suspended games in there if it gets that bad? And you just push them to the I mean, end of the year or whatever? They've already left the the Super Bowl up to, um, like, they can move the Super Bowl. They can bump the Super Bowl back if they need to. Right. So they can just, all they have to do is just bump everything back. Yeah. If they, like, literally. Like, like, and then, they're like, all of a sudden, a week 18 happens. Think about that shit. Or whatever, whatever you mean. You know, all of a sudden, you just, you like, you have to stack extra weeks on at the end of the season. When else are you going to play them? Their bye week, maybe? 
Oh, okay, so that was one of the things that um, they did. It'd be rough. It'd be rough. To, if they needed to move the full season back two weeks, they could have. But they didn't do that. So... Play on your bye week, maybe? I don't know I don't know about that one, Chief. Gonna be, I guess we'll find out. I mean, that's all worst-case scenario shit. I really hope it doesn't happen. I obviously don't want it to happen. I want a nice, full, long, hard-ass fucking season of football. I want the it bottom, so goddamn bad in my bum. The easy answer is the be- the best-case scenario in which we get through an entire football season and not a single positive happens is not going to happen. Yeah. But also the worst-case scenario of the outbreak it outbreaks and gets so bad that we can't have a football season. I don't think it's realistic. I don't think it's realistic either. Yeah. So I think what's going to happen is some. it's going to be somewhere in the middle with, like, like, baseball, where you have, so far, we've had two teams that it's torn through them. Luckily, no one's gotten severely sick. All of them were fine. Like, no one ended up in the hospital out of... The Cardinals or the Marlins. That's the thing. A lot of these guys aren't going to end up in the hospital, though, because they're, like, very well-health, ath- like, like really right. high-health athletes. So, you know, they just kind of moved on. Um, since then, nothing's happened. Those have been the only two outbreaks. I think that kind of scared everybody. And again, like, that whole, you don't want to use... Unfortunately, like, fear is a good motivator, unfortunately. And the fear of seeing how fast that broke out in Miami and in St. Louis, I think, was another thing that unfortunately was in the benefit of the NFL because the NFL players got to watch that happen. Yeah, and be like, this is not what we want. And be like, damn, like, we can't have this. That's scary. Again, they hope, but then again, they still try to sneak someone into a hotel. Yeah. That's the thing. Oh, no, that's right. People, no, I understand that. Like, like you're thinking about how like how many people are in the NFL, and there is always there will always be a, like a, a percentage of the human population that are just like fucking dumbasses who won't follow rules, and it, it, it's gonna happen. Like, it's it's bound to happen. It's just and all of it depends on how the, each individual organization reacts to something out, like that happening. There's people out there that legitimately think the world is flat. So there's there's people out there that think <laughs> everything's a hoax. And one of them says. Well, what was a pretty prominent NBA player? Mm. Apparently, that was a joke. Mm. Was kidding. it? Was it? I don't was know. It? I was it? Mm. Mm. You can say it now that everybody on the fucking planet, on our very, very round fucking planet, told him that he was a fucking jackass. Now he could be like, oh, oh, I was just kidding, you guys. But like, no, we caught you, bitch. It's too should late. We, should we wait until Corey's done with League and ask him how the game went? Uh, um, sure. I don't know how long. How do we tell oh, this, yeah. though? I actually, I'll, I'll log, in, I'll I log have, into League of Legends right now, and I'll screen spectator, share. Yeah, Spectator's game. I was going to say, I actually can't do that, because i got to go back to work and work on some more games. Oh, okay. So. Is there anything else you guys wanted to cover real quick? Well, hold on, hold on. Let, let me get in. Episode, I missed you guys. Yeah, I yeah, missed you guys too. And I'll get to see you Sunday, maybe depending on car we situation. Get, we get to do the annual Fad Pod Liga Draft Update episode, which is one of my favorites to do. If you guys want, to, I, I'm like as long as everything goes right for me. Like I'm totally down to do that next week if you guys wanted to after the draft. I don't care. Yeah, 
I mean, I'm fine with it. I'm gonna hack out another one. Fuck yeah. I love. I, I want. I want to do fad pods all the time. Fad pod. Let me see here. Screen Better than talking share. to Genhart at the Gen and Jump Show. Please listen now on uh, on iTunes, Spotify, and Anno. All right. So that's me logging into League of Legends. Justin, start start review my stream. I, do, do I do I really want to do that? Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, YouTube. Here we are. Okay. Uh, hold on. You've been disconnected from chat. Attempting to reconnect. I'm gonna Uh-oh. give it a second. That's Matt's where, league name. Problem... I could cover that. I could cover your league name in the in the edit if you want me to. I don't care. Okay. We're aware of problem causing chat to have issues and are working on it. So I can't you, even like you motherfucker. Yeah, I can't. Of course, leave it to Riot Games. This is why this game sucks. <laughs> uh, now I'm just now I'm okay, well, mad. That was short. Right, whatever. <laughs> that was short lived. <laughs> yeah, I don't even get to ask Corey how he did. Damn, dude. Fucking rip. Let you guys know. Last, last, last bit of last bit of, uh, last bit of news I want to not news, but like last bit of like advertisement I want to give. Make sure everybody goes on Twitter and uh, goes to the Fall Guys Twitter and retweets their tweets so we can delete Yellow Team. Oh yes, that's important. It's very very important. Yeah, we can delete Yellow Team. I'll retweet that tweet. I already did. Yeah, I'm fuck Yellow Team. Yellow Team. Fuck Yellow Team. When even when I'm on Yellow Team, I'm like, God, I hope I lose. <laughs> Fuck yellow team. Uh, damn, how many, how many games have you guys won? I haven't played much, so I've only won one I game. Only won one. Yeah, I've, I haven't played that much, so I'm, I'm yeah, gonna hopefully play more in the future. Here, I love that game so much. Um, it's really good, dude. It's great. It's a good game. Uh, way, way better. Like, it took off way more than I expected it to when I saw it at PAX. I did not think it would be anywhere near this. Yeah, the game looked awesome, but it had a really cool. Boot. But uh, I well, think. I hope you enjoyed the episode. That was. Yep. That was great. good to get back to it. Yeah, me too. I'm gonna go back, I'm gonna go back to watching this game between uh Brown and and Dartmouth. Have I get fun. to uh, I get to paint my ceiling. If you guys can see it, here, let's go on a journey together. See up there? See that? See, see those patch spots up there? Oh, yeah, I see. There's about five patchy. of those throughout the room that we patched last night that I now have to paint over. Oh no, camera's falling. There we go. Well, good luck with that. Yeah, so I mean, it's not too bad. It's not a bad paint job. I gotta sand them down a little bit, and then just uh, put a little bit of paint over it. And it should be pretty quick. I hope, as long as nothing goes bad. Fingers crossed. Pray for me, fam. Pray for me. Oh, good luck, y'all. I'm gonna get out of here. All right. Uh, Patreon.com/slash/fadpod. Your car. Twitter.com. So what? 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 I said, Matt. Good luck with your groceries in your car. Oh yeah, no groceries came. Car got towed. Uh, I'll find out in the next couple of days what the diagnosis is and making sure my uh, extended warranty covers it. Also, uh, watch, look out for the description of this episode to know how Corey's league game went. Oh, yeah, we should do that. <laughs> All right. Okay, bye. I love you guys.